0: Welcome to Cat Chat.
1: Happy Friday, everyone. We are at the U.S. Convention on Podcast Row in Kansas City, Missouri. Looking across the table, someone's smiling awkwardly. she was smiling really weird I and mean, caught me off guard. Uh, <laughs> sorry. So we are with Lewis Wilcox from UCCS, uh, University of Colorado, Colorado Springs. Um, friend of Rush.
0: Uh, just a friend of Rush. Okay.
1: So you coach? So okay. Um, Rush Pikes Peak. So still a friend of Rush and UCCS and another Rush person on staff there. And um, So we're going to kind of dive into. Uh, about recruitment, what it looks like, how it's been changing, how the landscape is changing, and, um, and, and, all, and all that fun stuff. So we were we are Friday here at Podcast Rogan uh, kicking things off bright and early at 11 a.m., and uh, so we're going to kind of get, get going here. So um, so how was your season, man?
0: It was all right. It was, uh, it was a unique season uh, for me personally and for the program. Uh, I was the interim head coach this past fall okay. uh, after a change of staff. Uh, and then just recently, after the season got finished, I was the full-time head coach. So, um, But during the season, I was interim. Um, so that was kind of a unique challenge. Yeah. Um, both, like I said, for me personally and for the team. Um, obviously, from the team's perspective, uh, they've gone from having one coach to another, and officially I was temporary. Yeah. Um, so they're obviously trying to find ways to deal with that. And then from me, from a, a coaching standpoint, uh, you know, trying to set those um Boundaries of all right. What can I do and what can I not do as as the interim yeah. coach and, and trying to figure that out. But uh, for the most part, it went really well. We you know we went five hundred. We were competitive in, in almost every game, um, which is a little bit slight improvement from where the yeah. program was before. Um, felt like we were taking strides. Um, but yeah, no, it was a it, it was a challenging season, but a rewarding season. And uh, as soon as the season finished, when I got announced as full time, it was. Um, it was a big weight off the shoulders. Though. Yeah, for you sure. Attack things going forward.
1: So when did you? When were you announced as interim head coach? Like how? How late in the season, or what was that? What was the yeah, time?
0: It was right before the summer. Uh, as soon as the, se- the spring season had finished, so it was. Uh, I want to say early May. Yeah. Um, so again, no, there's no recruiting involved at that point. It's mainly just okay. Uh, you know, I know I have a few months to kind of get things figured out for the fall. Uh, so that was nice. At least yeah. that amount of time. Um, but really, it wasn't my team's quote-unquote. Uh, obviously, I've been involved as the assistant. Yeah. Um, but just try to put a plan together and, and maximize what I did have. As it's got
1: to be tough coming in. I don't know if you felt a lot of pressure because now you're the interim, and they're probably waiting. I, my, I'm obviously not the AD there, but there's got to be a lot of pressure. Like If we don't win... I don't get this job. Like, was that kind of the reasoning for waiting? Like, we're going to see how, how Lewis does, and if he loses,
0: eh. yeah, Yeah, I, I think, you know, it, it was a case of, uh, this is a six-month trial, so yeah. to speak. Uh, this was my interview. So, obviously, I'd been at the at the university for almost two years by that point. So, I'd already had relationships with the AD, with the administration. So, they knew of me. They knew my capabilities. They knew my influences on the team. Uh, it was just a case of, okay, now as the head coach, let's go see what you can do. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it was great. My athletic was really supportive. Obviously, we, we work in a results business,
1: mm-hmm.
0: even at the college level. Mm-hmm. Obviously, coaches have jobs based off of results, for, for the large part. Uh, so but he made it very clear right from the start that this is not going to be solely about results this, this season. This is yeah. Not. This is not what we're looking for. We're not going to give you X amount of results. So we need to see for you to get the job. Um, none of that. You know, yeah. It was it was a case of let's all right, let's see things, let's see improvement, let's see day to day changes, like how it will assess the culture of the team, and um, you know, and we felt like we did we did relatively well as a, as a coaching staff, not just myself, but as a coaching staff, yeah. did relatively well on and improving that aspect of it. Just you know, small little changes. So we we felt like we did that, and and then we were. Basically assessed
1: on that at the end of the season. Yeah, so a lot of the change. I mean, you know, as the as interim, you 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 gotta get some level, I guess, keep things status quo because in the back of your mind thinking. This may not be, you know, so you're mainly, you know, like, short-term goals, you know, like i got to focus on this season only, which is now, now you can kind of look long-term. And so now you're looking at a program that's truly yours and looking at kind of changing the culture. What's your long-term goals and what's the culture you're trying
0: to build there, UCCS? Yeah, we feel like we, like we could be successful, uh, you know, obviously. Uh, prior to UCCS, I was in the NEIA. I was at bryant okay. University. Okay, yeah. yeah. That, I was at Midland University in Nebraska, so smaller private uh-huh. schools. And, uh, those places are great places, but obviously have their challenges in terms of funding.
1: Yeah, funding for sure. That kind
0: of stuff. So when I came to UCCS, it was, um, you know, I, for me, it was eye opening. I felt like, wow, look at everything, look at the place, this is a place to go to college, uh, look at the facilities, but everything's set up. Our women's team has had a lot of success. They've had, they've been on the national scale at the two level for, for a while now. I think all of those indications are, well, we should be there. We should be successful, and, and, and there's no reason we shouldn't be. So my long-term goal is for us to be you know, competing on the national scale um, and, and the top end of our conference. The challenge with that is our conference is really strong. Uh, yeah. Lots of good teams, Colorado Mesa, Colorado Street, uh, Yeah, uh, Pueblo. Lots of, lots of really competitive teams I mean, at the national scale and our conference. So that is challenging. So that's, yeah. It's great to be a part of my long-term goal is to be recruiting the best players we can find, not settling for players that maybe in the past we've been told, okay, this is a this is a D two kid right? my you know, you're talking to college coordinators that they're like, oh no, this kid this kid can play D two, yeah. this is a D two kid. And I'm like, well, I don't want you D two. I want your kids to can't go D one for some yeah. reason. you know, because you're already telling them you. <laughs> well, and
1: and that's such a slippery slope. And people ask me like, what level do you think I could play at? I'm like. I'm not going to tell you a level. I can tell you what school, but I haven't seen UCCS play. You know, I coach Division II at umsol and the GLVC on the women's side. I can tell you what the GLVC looks for, but to say you're a Division II player, you know that. I mean, they're, they're awful Division II programs. You, know, you look at Grand Valley State, no offense, they're better than us. And so to say you're a Grand Valley State player, you could probably go play at, at, at a mid-major D1 you know, in that same logic, so it's like people are what level can I play. I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm not the person that tells you what level. I can tell you what school if I've seen them play. You know, I remember coaching in college, and you probably get it now. It's like someone send you, send me an email. I, I think I got a kid that could play for you. And in my response, have you ever seen us play? No. And how do you know you think he could play for me?
0: You know, yeah. it's. Yeah, no, I always tell people listen, it's not. Because that's obviously one of the most popular questions, right? Especially, and I think men's soccer in particular is kind of its own beast. And I think women's soccer is yeah, for sure. getting somewhat similar in the fact that obviously there's a massive influx of internationals. Yeah. So, um, and there's only so many Division One places and mm-hmm. schools for these kids to go. So, um, I think across the board, um, it's very fluid between D1, D2, and D2. Mm-hmm. It, it is very fluid. So I, I think I always tell people it is about the program, it's not about mm-hmm. the level. Because in men's soccer, in our sport specifically, it's going to be a lot of consistencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some good programs at D1, there's some terrible programs at D2. Yeah. You know, like, same with D2, same with NAIA, same with junior college, and same with D3. So that's the way I always tell, try and tell people. Is,
1: well and it's got to be a fit and, and, and what you know we try to tell kids and, and you know it's like there's so many factors that go into it I mean there, there's you as a program then there's you the UCCS as a school then the players then the parents all these decisions come into it and you have to have all these factors working together to make it a fit and if one of those things are off it's probably not a fit yep. and, and, and if it's not a fit for your culture that's okay there's a school that fits them um and that's always a tough thing for, for and maybe more so on the women that they grasp. I think guys were a little more arrogant. Yeah. And so oh, if you say, hey, you're not a fit for me, I'm like, okay, cool. Whereas as, as a young lady that kind of goes, oh, I'm not a fit for there." That. That's okay. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's always an interesting interesting challenge. Um, how are you guys compete with internationals? Like what, what's the, how, yeah, how much, how much is, that cha- is that, you said it's changing. What's that landscape changing into?
0: Yeah, it's just every school has its challenges. Obviously, um, for us, we're a state school university mm-hmm. of Colorado, so we're kind of tailored around getting in-state kids into UCCS. That's the way that that's the model of the school. That's the way they're set up. Uh, so a lot of academic funding, uh, also any other additional funds are really go into in-state kids. So we don't get a ton of help with, with internationals. We feel like we get better mm-hmm. in that in that department. And as more and more internationals become available, um, obviously there's more and more opportunities. So we we, we feel like, you know, we probably need a couple more. Traditionally, we've had a very American roster, which is fine. Mm -hmm. And I still firmly believe having a core of American players in a college game is helpful, Um, obviously depending on your style as a coach, depending on what you want to do as a coach. But certainly I believe in that. Um, But, you know, you, you look at the... Final Four was just at Colorado Springs for the Division Two, so obviously we, went, we went and helped. Uh, nice, 90% At the start, elevens I should say. Uh, international,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, obviously, good thing because the level is really high. Bad thing there was not a single parent in the stands at the Final Four. Oh.
1: Um, uh, yeah, those yeah. things, right? yeah.
0: Like you, you're weighing up those things, and and for me as a program, I want people in the stands. I want right. local players. We live in a good place where there's a good. There is good players coming through, so we want to try and get those. We want to try and get their parents and their families and their friends and stands to create a unique atmosphere. Mm. Uh, we also want to be competitive. We want to win the league. We want to be in the international tournament. Uh, we feel like in order to do that, you need a balance. So, you know, recruiting internationals is, is important to me. Uh, I was an international student myself. Yeah,
1: I, if you guys can't tell by the, by the sound.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I came over 10 years ago, and obviously things have changed since then, but you know, I, I, I've I think it's a, it's a un, unique product in, in terms of men's soccer and college mm-hmm. athletics. I think it's special. I think, you know, even the American players, when you talk to them, some of them about coming in, a lot of their questions are like, do you have, players from, do you have a play from Russia? Yeah. Do you play from Russia? Oh, that's going to be cool. Yeah. You know? So it's like things like that that kind of create that unique experience in men's soccer soccer in general in college.
1: What are the challenges that you face? Because if you're you went you coaching in NAIA, uh and like you said the, the the uniqueness of a small private school and to now to a Division two, what are what are challenges that you see from from both levels in recruitment um, on the men's side?
0: When I was uh, when I was at Briarcliff uh, or when I was at Midland, um, both small schools in the Midwest, mm-hmm. um, you know, I always felt like. All I had to sell was being my program. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt strongly about. and I worked hard. I was a young coach. You know, I, I was relentless, and I really, really felt good about the program that I was running, and I felt like I was really good at selling that program because in terms of location, in terms of school size, in terms of all of those things, didn't really have a ton to attract
1: people. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not. No, no, for sure. No,
0: no you're right. No, it's, speak badly or anything like that. Yeah. It's just. You know, the reality right. We, we, didn't have to. So we used to call Sioux City the, the Vegas of the Midwest <laughs> It's a hard rock was seen. So we were scrambling, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. Like,
1: yeah exactly. You. Yeah, no, I didn't.
0: So, you know, we felt like we were competitive because of that and we got good players in because of that. Um, now, going into UCCS, where you know, you've got a 14,000 foot mountain staring at you as you train, mm-hmm. some of the most beautiful landscape uh, in the country. We feel some of my challenges now where I feel like we've got players for the wrong reasons. We've got players that are happy to be there because of location. They are happy to be there because of school school. Yeah. Um, so a big push over the last 12 months for me as we've started to develop our recruiting um, philosophy and, and identify prospects is we want people that are there for the right reasons and everything else is kind of a bonus. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want people that are here, oh, coach, I love snowboarding. I spent, you know, every winter of my childhood snowboarding, uh, and that's all I want to do. So interesting. I'd love to go to, I'd love to, go to UCCS because you're so close to the mountains. Well, that's great, and you're a great player, but am I going to get the most out of you if, you know, I'm talking to you and you're looking beyond me at the mountains wishing you were up there snowboarding? Yeah. Not, You know, it, that's ch- an, I think the, that's a yeah, little challenge
1: it, here. Yeah, that, that's an interesting yeah. challenge. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I've never lived in an area that people are so desperate to, to get to like that. So, um, do, do you find locally, uh, that do you get overlooked? Cause like, oh, it's just UCCS, you know? And so you're pulling outside
0: of that area. Um, is that, do, do you Traditionally? Just, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, something we're trying to change. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've mentioned a few times how, how good the women's program have been, and they've, they've done a terrific job of really changing that perception, and they've had a ton of success with the previous coach and the current coach of, you know, if, if a local kid is getting looked at by UCCS women's soccer, they're, they're the top player. Right. So that is a good thing. Um, For us, it hasn't necessarily been that case, but it's something we're working on. It's something that we feel strongly about. We feel that we've signed probably one of, if not the best player of this class coming in Colorado Springs. It's obviously, it's not a huge market, but it is important to get yeah. those players in, um, in, in the spring. So it's something we want to do. And, and my responsibility is, as part of the community, we feel like we are part of the yep. soccer community, my responsibility is to make it exciting for yep. those players and you know, have a good reputation. And, and, and that has been important over the last 12 months. Me trying to change a few opinions and trying to change the perception of the program, uh, make you know, give people
1: a good, a good vibe when they when thank you're CCS on. Capchan is proudly brought to you by Park Place Java. Quality coffee ordered online shipped directly to your front door. Never run out of coffee again. Parkplacejava.com And, and, and maybe... Maybe I—I I don't know if you—you you feel this way about it. Um, you know, for Division Two, uh, for me at least, when I was coaching, is it, it, there's a little less pressure, and you, yes, winning is nice, the national championship is nice, and but you know, you talk about the community, um, and you can make a few decisions because you want fans in the seat, you want to build the the community of UCCS and Colorado Springs, and so for me, it. it, it I imagine it takes a little bit of pressure off because you can, you do want to build locally um, and don't give me yeah, You want to win a national championship, uh, but it's a different feel of let's build the community uh, and the culture is going to be that community instead of this, like, I, I need, I need to win at all costs, but then you take the community out of it. I don't know if that's the kind of vibe that you get there
0: with, with yeah, your exactly AD. Perfectly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's about a balance and it's about, you know, obviously everyone talks about well-rounded individuals and yeah. the process you know, that is something we believe in. It is something that you know, we want kids to come through. We want them to graduate. We want them mm-hmm. to, you know, be successful after college. And all of those things tie into a successful program. And then, obviously, they help you get better in the future. Right. Um, but, no, it's it, it is it's about a balance. We, we want a good drive. We want to win games. We want to play the right way. We want to do all of those things. and that's kind of like where I come in. Is, I feel like I'm, I'm best on the field. Mm-hmm. I'm best at devising a game plan and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But um, everything else, obviously, at the, the college level, you have to do all of that, too. You a know, say, hey, coach, I'm right. sure you are checking those boxes. But, yeah, for sure, you know, we, I want the community to be there. I want them to be excited about what we're doing. And, uh, and usually that's just a bike ride. Usually don't have to try too hard to do that. You're yeah. Things right. It's mm-hmm. usually just a bike ride oh, have you seen UCCS play? No, they're actually pretty good
1: now.
0: So two or three more people and then two or three more people again and um, all of a sudden the word starts spreading. So I think it's more of a byproduct, but it's something we are conscious of for sure, making sure that we have a good reputation within the community. Our administration feels good about us. Our student body are excited to come and watch us. Um, Our players enjoy the brand that we're playing and so, let's
1: talk recruitment here. And when you go look on the fields, and you're watching for players, or um, what are you looking for? Um, you know, as you, what makes a player stand out on the field? If you if you randomly watch, and I know you probably don't just randomly watch games, but if you walk by a showcase, what what are some of the things that you're looking that you're looking for um, at a showcase for players?
0: Yeah, I, I think body language being one of the main ones. Um, as we as we're recruiting players, obviously we're recruiting their ability mm-hmm. recruiting their talent but obviously we want to make sure that um, they're going to have a positive influence on, mm-hmm. them, on their team um, you know and, and I think watching games you, you can see that pretty quickly as a coach over the years as you start to watch more and more games it's not something that you necessarily have to look too hard for um, but, you know, from, from my standpoint, in terms of ability, I'm, I'm looking for players that do the simple things really well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're looking for technique and, cause that can translate, right? Obviously, you know, it's easy to go out and look for the, the, biggest kid just sprinting up and down and running past everyone. Um, you know, obviously that, unfortunately, that's a huge piece of the college game. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, yeah, looking for, looking for technique is going to translate into, the, into the college game. Uh, someone that, you know, at the end of the day, maybe they're going to take a year or two because they don't have that physical um, yeah. um, side of them yet, but we can work on that in the college environment. So realistically, if they're coming in and they're going to take a year anyway, you might as well take a player that's technically you might as well take a player that's got good character. And you can uh, build. And you can build yeah. kind of that way, you know. So, you know, people ask all the time, am I going to play as a freshman? Well, you know, there's a reason why a lot of freshmen don't play, and it's not because coaches don't like freshmen. It's not because coaches don't believe. It's just a case of are you ready? Are you not? Um, And and my philosophy has always been bringing the the most talented players, bringing the good character players, and then you can kind of develop them into a college soccer player in a year or two. uh, Rather than okay, get the guy who we think is most ready now, and then is that sustainable? Correct. Four years potentially, potentially not. Yeah. Wrong, but for me. Yeah, looking for and, and again, being a D two school, we don't necessarily get the, the pick of. of every, you can't go to a showcase and say, "I want."
1: This. Yeah, exactly. So
0: you are looking for. So you are looking for ways of like, how do we get this quality player in a different way? Yeah, And for me, it's usually trying to find something that has that technical ability maybe likes.
1: And I love what you said about body language, and and you're right, because in in a a showcase, you know, you're catching a game maybe for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and I used to always watch when a kid kid would get subbed off, and I'd follow him. Okay, what's your interaction with the coach, and what's your interaction with your teammates on the bench? Because that tells me a lot. Like, if you you come to the coach and you're happy, and and you're talking to everyone on the bench, and they're high-fiving you, okay, you can probably tell you're a well-respected teammate. If you come off in, in, in a crap mood and set by yourself on the bench, yeah. that says that speaks volume. And I don't care if you just scored four goals. Whatever you come off like when you come off the field, that to me and again it
0: goes to the nonverbal. It's it's yeah. the your body language says it speaks volumes, you know. Yeah. And it's not just because you have an ego as a coach that you're looking at those things, it's because those challenges aren't going to arise in college. Yeah. They're gonna be multiple. Right? Yeah. Like all right, so this kid is unhappy about getting subbed out. How unhappy is he gonna be about not being on the pitch at all? Uh-huh. You know, is he going to be sitting there bitching on the sidelines the whole time? Oh, I should be playing. I should be doing. Yeah, for sure. Or is he going to get behind his teammates, really buy into what we're team to be a good team? A good team like uh-huh. So those are the reasons why. He's
1: there. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what changes are you seeing, or what's kind of the new new trends, or what, what, what are you seeing? Some good things kids are doing recruitment wise to think outside the box.
0: Some good things. Um, you know, I think there's kind of been a stigma around you know, ID camps. Uh-huh. Rightly or wrongly, I think you know you go on Twitter and there's always a thread about it's always a thread about the good things and the bad things, the reasons why people shouldn't go to these big ID camps and things like that. I've always been I've always been a favour. I think obviously we run smaller ID mm-hmm. camps, so uh, maybe that's a little bit different than some of the larger schools. That just you know, have hundreds of kids at their ID camps, but um, I think being willing to go really and do that, like there was, I'm not going to mention any names, but there was a player um, who we weren't really that interested in. We weren't, you know, he kind of reached out to us about, hey, you know, thinking about coming to, to, to UCS. Uh, okay, maybe, and, and it was kind of on our board, that wasn't really at the, top mm-hmm. of the list or anything like that. And um, next thing you know, he said, "Coach, I booked my flight. I'm coming to an ID." Okay, good for you. Uh, Take a look, yeah. He does really well at the idea. No brainer for us to take this kid. He wants to be there, he's gone with the extra mile. He's shown us straight away that he's super interested and this is where he wants to be. Made the effort to be there, um, so it made it a no brainer for us to take that kid on. So we've signed him, and, um, and it's going to be a good player for us. We really like it. It's just, I don't know, I just think being not being afraid to tell coaches when. You are interested. Yeah. I'm afraid to tell coaches, like, no, coach, like, I know it's a game, right? It's a game on both sides. So coaches are trying to pull off everyone because they, they want to tell all the players they're play the <laughs> right. It, it is a game. <laughs> going, hey, coach, yeah. Thanks for the offer, but I going to want to see what yeah. the other offers are. And, you know, a lot of people are playing the game, so when you can come across a player that is isn't playing the game, and they're like, no, they're a yeah. good no player, absolutely no-brainer. So if you can put yourself in a position where... No, I want to go to this school. This is where I want to go. Um, I'm going to do everything I can to do that. You know, I think you know. Make sure the coach knows that, rather than just thinking you're, you know, you're selling yourself to you, but you're also selling yourself to the other school.
1: Yeah, and I think you're right on the ID cams, and and there is, and I get mad, you know, and I'm just going to call the Twitter handle out. It's called Money Grab. I'm sure you know, and, and and I think it's all about money. We're like, listen, like. I know these big ones and I like exactly because they're sitting right across there. And, and, and we, as, as, as Rush do a couple of what we call college exposure camps. So yeah, but what I think, but the value of it is anytime and parents will get email me all the time. What do you think about this ID camp? Are there college coaches there? And if you can afford it and there's college coaches go go every weekend. Yeah. Like I think ID camps are so valuable that like you, they don't do it. Even if you're not interested in school, you know, I've I, I, someone, uh, someone gave me advice is don't, don't go to your favorite school first. And so I'll just use UCCS. Maybe like, listen, I live in Denver. I hate the snow. I, I want to go to Miami, but you know what? Go to your ID camp. So you knock some nerves off. You get to train with college players. You get to be around the coach. you get to see what do you like. And maybe you're not fully interested in UCCS. Who cares? Like, but, but it takes yourself out of the comfort zone and you get to see what are coaches looking for. So now your dream school in Miami, you've done five of these yep. and you're comfortable. You can look a coach in the eye and you don't panic. Like, why not go ID camps? Like I don't. I'm with you on this, and that frustrates me that, that people get so like, oh, it's a money grab. I, it, there's expenses, you know. I I got five coaches, three of them are volunteers. I wouldn't mind giving them a thousand bucks a year. Yeah. You know, I started as a volunteer. I worked for free for six months, and 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 yeah, I, I did a couple ID camps. So I could get five hundred bucks, um, and but you always pick up kids yeah. off it.
0: No, you do, you do, and you, you find out a lot about them. You find mm-hmm. they they've made an effort to be there, so it, it's all a good thing. But yeah, no, and and we even do just strictly one day ID caps. That's mm-hmm. kind of to make it affordable. And they're probably fifty to seventy-five bucks would be yeah. my guess. Yeah, a little bit more. I think yeah. they're around one so,
1: hundred. Yeah, they, right in line with everyone pay, else.
0: It's an opportunity. Yeah, pay them for the opportunity. So. Um, you know, if you can come in and do well, and it's just one day out of your life, mm-hmm. and you've just given yourself a chance to getting an opportunity at college or perhaps another college. Uh, we've started to bring in junior college coaches into our ID camp, nice. Just because we found we found ourselves sitting after every ID camp, like oh, he's a good player, not ready for us, but it could be a great Duke, yeah. You know, or not to say that Duke players are worse or that, but usually it's a good place for them to go and kind of prove themselves yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, you know, and. Yeah, so I, I think I think ID camps go to ID camps. Obviously, don't be target if few. Spend your money on ID camps if you're going to be spending your money on any sort of recruiting yeah. tool. I mean, yeah, Just just identify them, find the affordable ones, find the ones you're willing to travel to. But maybe you have some family in town somewhere. Go and do them.
1: Yeah. Oh, but what's the, what's the trend? What's the number one thing? If you, I know there's going to be a tough one. It could be two or three. But what, what should kids not be doing? Like, what are the thing? Like, I you need to do this better.
0: Announcing that they've got an offer on Twitter.
1: Don't do that. <laughs> no, I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> 'cause they're always copied in place. I'm humbled and blessed humbled
0: by and blessed. <laughs> I'm like I'm all for like the commitment, you know, like yeah. that's awesome. I yeah. want
1: to thank my family <laughs> and friends and yeah. like it's the same yeah. I'd like yeah. to
0: thank Coach So and so for my seventeenth yeah. college offer. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that probably makes that coach feel very, very yeah. small, so yeah. probably you haven't helped yourself so. <laughs> That's funny. Um, oh, I don't know, in terms yeah. of in terms of don'ts, I guess don't. So I have so my assistant, uh, our first assist, assistant, Keith Puderis, um He was the head coach at Junior College prior to coming to mm-hmm. be my assistant at UCCS, and uh, he was at Northeastern Junior College in Sterling, Colorado. Yep. Uh, did a really good job at that program. Uh, they were the they, Rangers, weren't they? They are the um, something. Uh, their mascot is a Ranger. They yeah, are the uh, I want to say the Statesman.
1: Okay. Look, yeah, I, I was in JUCO for six years. For six years, so I, the, the, I remember that logo for some reason. So anyway, but I don't know why. So I said, he
0: but. used to. I always talk to him about it, and obviously we've been recruiting junior mm-hmm. college players mm-hmm. as well this season. Um, and he always used to say, "I can't believe the amount of coaches that are giving these kids the advice that they're given." Because my advice to them was always, "Don't say no. One hundred percent. Say no to an opportunity. Go with that opportunity until you have to say no and mm-hmm. yes." Or because you never know what that coach is going to offer. You right. never know if that school is going to turn out to be a good fit for you. Um So you know, we would be talking to even junior college players now, um, and straight away they'd be like, "Coach, I'm not interested. I'm interested in going D1. We're looking at it, looking at it going. You're going yeah. You are not going. Yeah. Who's, who's telling you this? You yeah. Are, you're going to be paying 50 grand a year to go yeah. there because they want you as a walk-on. So um, mm-hmm. you know, I think one bit of advice, and I think it was a great bit of advice from him. It's, don't say no. Yeah. Say, yes, coach, I'm interested. See how that goes. You know, you don't have to drag it on for too long. See how it goes. See how interested they really are. Uh, and you never know. That school might just be a really good point without, you know, without it being a theme, Without well, it being in California.
1: Well, and, al- and also, it maybe I'll take Kansas, for example, and, you know, like, it, you know, you could have ended badly on this recruitment. Also, now you go to UCCS, and the kid who is was, who was a jerk to you because they weren't interested in Briar, Briarcliff University. Now you're UCCS. You're like, wait a second, man. Like I'm still the same person. Now you want. Now you're interested in me. And I'm. It's. I'm. big and, and, and yeah. It, it, coach. It is. It is a carousel sometimes, and you never know what, what is full circle. And all the coaches know it's a, such a small coaching world, and, and they talk. You know, like, hey, this is. Have you seen Joe Smith play? Joe Smith is a jerk. Like, he's this, 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 and this. Like, okay, cool. Thanks, Coach. And and people talk, and I'm with you. And and it's never, never say no. I like that. So, all right. Well, I appreciate it. We're going to... play some music out and, and uh, thanks for thanks for joining there's a little music here. I don't know why it sounds good when you end the podcast but uh, Lewis Wilcox with the uh, University of Colorado Colorado Springs building a, uh, the women's program up there making some things happen uh, up in the beautiful mountains um, and uh, doing doing some good things former Rush Pikes Peak coach so we'd we like that a friend of Rush and um, but either way, that man thanks for stopping by you, you got a possession that you're coming up to watch
0: Yeah.
1: All right, man. I appreciate it, and and, uh, enjoy the rest of the day. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.